everyone. Welcome back to Fostering Growth. My name is Laura and I'm here back with our special guest. Alex. Hi everybody. Yes, Alex is back and not a great one. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm just I'm sensing excited. a little bit of hostility here. <laughs> I'm just excited to know if you've been working on yourself as you've mentioned I've progressed yeah actually okay, it's okay. been it's been a rough couple of weeks but honestly I've seen a lot of um like growth in myself I've I've been pushing putting myself out there more um one of my biggest things that it's funny because like it's one of the basic things is I've been making sure like my bed's made because I don't know I feel like with the simplicity of being sure my bed's made then and I look around in made. my house I mean yeah I and my around, bed's made I don't know how that like, actually well, like, <laughs> yeah you know what I mean because like I feel like when I don't make my bed, my entire day is just crap. <laughs> it's just like, you know, like it, it, it goes up, it goes down. But like if I take the time to sit there, take care of myself, make my bed, then I think about like, oh, I got to like pick up my clothes. I, it, make, it, it gives me the initiation to like sit there and stay clean because mm-hmm. if I just wake up, I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I kind of feel it. I mean, I've been making my bed too. And even how you say like it might be a simple thing, but it actually kind of helps you. I mean, I have been sleeping in and trying to, you know, rest as much as I can whenever I can. But, yeah, it's it's been it's been helpful. And I've been rearranging my room, as you can see, no, yeah, in this yeah. cave. Well, me, me too, though, because, like, I think it's a, it's a fresh uptake, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, me, I had my, like, I have to move my bed around every so often because if I just see my room the way it is normally for six months, same place, it bo- it's boring. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, there's no... Um, or is it uh, mixed? You know the whole like mix things up a little thing. It's mm-hmm. like there's nothing like that if you keep it just there. But if you move yeah. your room around, I feel like that's also a great. You know, it keeps you, it keeps everything fresh, keeps you on your toes. It's mm-hmm. constant change. You know, nothing yeah. ever stays the it same. It stays the same. It's, it's, it's constant change, and it's good because constant change is something that we always have to go through. No matter what, mm-hmm. change is gonna happen whether we like it or not. Or not, yeah. So it's better it's to just better. embrace it, yeah. and work on it a little bit instead of just sit there and like fight against it or not even try and progress mm-hmm. no yeah I mean that's what I, I've been moving my room I mean that end because it was kind of getting crowded a little bit in here and so I had to kind of feng shui it a little change the energy around but no yeah especially decorating your place or like organizing your place is kind of giving you a better mindset of you know clearing up your mind and organizing your day even if it's a couple of things that you have to do or you have a long day ahead of you or even like organizing the week like I've been trying to do that I've been trying to get like one of my days off like a Friday or a Saturday and can kind of plan the next week ahead and be like okay I gotta do this I gotta do this what day can I sleep in (laughs) what day do I have to wake up yeah like I'm happy I got two days off so with those two days it's gonna be cleaning my house and just figuring out with like with like setting some temporary goals some some short term some long but mm-hmm. for now it's just um my two short term goals is just maintain my house and maintain my job because i mean i'm not going to stay there long but i am planning on moving within the branch yeah. honestly it's a, it's actually one of the landing that cheesecake factory job honestly mm-hmm. by the way yes i work at cheesecake um <laughs> Not not a big like oh flex, but just like honestly, it's an amazing job. It's an amazing restaurant. the The atmosphere is very friendly. We're very family oriented. Everybody helps each other there, and I love it. You know, come down, Seaport Village, downtown San Diego. <laughs> no, it's um, 
How's how's it been going? I know that you said you were kind of learning a lot of different, you know, things. It's been a, it's been a ride. Um, compared to all my other restaurant jobs, like this this by far takes the cake. Like this is an actual like kitchen. Like we sit there and we prep everything from scratch. Whether or not we're on the move or not, we have to be ready. You know, we always have like I I love knowing that I can take my personal kitchen knives and they'll be there. They're not gonna be taken. You know, I don't, my other restaurants we didn't we can do that. We can bring our personal knives. They had mm-hmm. knives there to attend to us. Whatever. I mean, oh no, actually no. You could bring them, but they had knives mm-hmm. so it was like you never really brought them but with with the kitchen over there like well just bring your knives and you're a cook you're an actual cook you're not just sitting there uh, grabbing stuff from the microwave and <laughs> reheating stuff from the microwave and grabbing things from the freezer that's already predestined and throwing it in a microwave you know no 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 flack or shade to those restaurants oh my god but <laughs> it's the truth like I'm, I'm not throwing names out to them but i'd yeah. rather be working in an environment where i'm actually making something that's delicious from scratch mm-hmm, from scratch that somebody will enjoy well instead. yeah because that's what you you're you're destined to be like you studied to be a chef like it's not just a worker in that like you said you know Preheat. Not gonna unwrap a 7-Eleven burrito and throw it in the freezer <laughs> and call it a burrito to cram or some oh shit. Like. yeah but I'm glad that you're able to to learn and grow and you know cheesecake and I know that you said that you've learned like different skills and through that I've also learned like my own personal things like being clean in the kitchen isn't just in the kitchen like I figured I found out that like my constant conditioning of keeping my station clean and making sure it's all prepped has actually moved to my house. Like I, I go to my house oh, and I good. look at what's in my fridge. I look at my my dishes and I'm like, I don't have forks. I need forks. I need spoons. For the first time, I'm like pushing myself to do things that I'm not gonna lie, out of the norm. I'm not really like super etched and like, oh, I gotta do this. But like because of that small conditioning where I go to work and you know I make sure everything I look like tip top mm-hmm. I come home and I feel like tip top like I said like that job I know I, I like when I go pick you up from work at times like when you're in your little like chef thing and you have your little hat I'm like oh you look so cute look at my little boy <laughs> I grew up to be a man who cooks I mean that's good you know, like I remember I remember me and mom were talking about it and she goes <sighs> I never saw Abraham cooking like that like I didn't know he like really liked it and I'm like yeah I mean I remember when he ha- was in those competitions and like he would tell me like oh yeah I, I made this dish and I won second place first place and I'm just like damn this kid really out there putting himself out there well yeah I mean like I said uh cooking didn't really start out like that for me that's the crazy part like mm-hmm. as you know i was like struggling i was going to san marcos and i was going to, like i wanted to be a computer whiz i was like yeah video yeah. games and that's what i really wanted to do but it was crazy because when i realized computers weren't my handy thing and that that's not what i really wanted and that numbers looked like literal greek numbers to me i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> once like i can think about a math problem but once you give me a math problem on paper i have parkinson's i can't do it like oh, i'm sorry i can't do it and, That's um, me and um, so statistics. I took ooh, statistics yeah. three times. And um, <laughs> so then I was just I just kind of like sat there one day, and I was watching guy. I think this is Guy Fear, whatever the the guy the the culinary guy who like has like the hot. That's Guy. Fear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I only watched one video, and then afterwards <laughs> I didn't really watch much more. But I was watching him do a segment say. on um like like Louisiana cooking and stuff like because he was in Louisiana and he, like mm-hmm. he was having some gourmet food and over there. I watched like all the colors on the plate. It was like a, it was a, it was a gumbo. Like, it was like mm-hmm. a gumbo plate. I was like, um, wow, like I want to make something like that. Like food wise, that doesn't look hard. Yeah, well, 
I burned my first plate ever that I <laughs> tried to make. I made, I, I don't know, like, uh, as embarrassing as it is, like, I burned noodles, my rice. And that was embarrassing, but I kind of learned, like, at first I was like, oh, man, this is not as easy as it seems. Because I thought cooking is easy. I mean, you just throw an egg on a skillet, it hooks up, you flip it over, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that was my first pace, my, 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 my first, like, thought about it. But mm -hmm. then as I sat there... And like I really got and I dived into it. I bought books for it, cooking books, and like watched like other videos. Like bro, I watched how to boil an egg on YouTube. Like it's it's hilarious because that's like, what I've told me God to do. I'm like it's, doing it's, YouTube. It's hilarious videos. because people are like, well, how do you not know how to boil an egg in the first place? It's so easy. I'm like, yeah, it's so easy. But there's ways where you can boil an egg and it comes out perfect. Like mm -hmm. I've always had. Or you can like boiled eggs that are like still a little yeah, runny, or exactly. still, you know, there's different the whole times. The point for of it was, I just wanted to learn mm -hmm. because I wanted to do it my way in the future in case I liked it in different ways. Maybe mm -hmm. I cook it half and half, or maybe I cook yeah. it all the way. The whole point was that kind of sparked an interest in like, I want to know more because mm -hmm. if I can cook more than just plain rice, plain noodles, plain mm -hmm. things, like dude. Heck yeah. And then I don't even have to worry. Add a little spice. And the best part about it, I figured, I was like, dude, I can cook for myself. Mm -hmm. I won't need anybody else to cook for to me. Cook I won't have you. to worry about someone packing my lunch because I'll wake up at 4.30 in the morning and make myself a sandwich if you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to bother my life. I know how to cook. If you don't, it's not my problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just comes with the perks of having someone who knows how to cook. Mm -hmm. So um, when I started entering my, my contests and stuff, I was I was really like hesitant. I was really nervous because I just started cooking, mm -hmm. but I had got the hang of it very well within a couple months. And uh, my manager, or not manager, uh, my landlord, he was a foster uh, worker. He was actually my um, agent too at the time. He was like, "Oh, you should go try it. There, it's called um, a Young Master Chef or something like that." He's yeah. like, "It's being hosted by Polinsky." Da da da. Um, go try it out. You know, they're allowing everyone. You can be super super good or. Basic Maruchan type thing, you know? Basic Maruchan Bro, microwaveable. Bro, Dia beat me. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll put, I'll get into this story right now. Because everybody, now that everybody knows that a quesadilla beat me, like, trust me when I say this. What was your plate? My plate was... What was um, the name? No, it was a barbecue pineapple shrimp. Like, so it was basically, mm. like, grilled shrimp with um, garlic, lemon butter, and then, like, uh, grilled pineapple coconut things like that on a, on a kebab and you sit there and eat it like a kebab with yeah. you know dined on top with parsley i lost to a quesadilla <laughs> <laughs> but i'm pretty sure this Ow, like, chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's the pain that i felt you feel i felt you know this is health telling, okay well i'm just telling you Oh, when when they came out with the thing and they're like in third place it was like I think her name was like Angie something with this like French um, cheesecake I was like oh shit a French cheesecake I was like yeah I was like oh dang like in my head I was like dang I didn't place because I heard a cheesecake so I didn't place mm -hmm. and then they're like in second place Alex with his like kebab shrimp and I was like oh that's second place I was like oh who got first and I was like Troy something. With, with his quesadilla, and I was still, I sat there, and I just stared. <laughs> with he his runs, like, I was happy with him, you know, because like, hey, you know what? He like, the fact that the matter is, this kid, I guess, had no none whatsoever, so he didn't know what to make. So he just came in, he wanted to make this quesadilla, and like, I guess you put like tomatoes in it, and things like that. Oh, I've I'm, had that. I have a quesadilla yeah. with tomatoes. <laughs> so I'm not gonna cap. Like, when I when I realized, like, like I was all extravagant and things like that, and this young man made something that was still basic but very delicious. So when I tasted his quesadilla, because I was like, bro, like, 
a little little PG thirteen rated R here second, but I was like, bro, there's got to be cocaine in this tortilla. Like, bro, there's no way I lost to a quesadilla. But as I took a bite out of it, I was like, bro, this is actually really fire. I was like, yeah. compared to mine, like, yeah, my 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 shrimp was a little like just a little bit overcooked, but like the coke the coconut and the pineapple really kind of brought it together and the citrus. But his was honestly really fire. I'm like, okay, that cheese quesadilla <laughs> was pretty fire. Yeah. I'll have that. With tomatoes then. No, oh, yeah. And a little bit of love. And then, yeah, and then uh, my <laughs> second time, the following year, I went, uh, I won first place, and mm-hmm. I had actually made, um, uh, I had made like my own version of orange chicken, and it came out a little citrusy compared to most um, traditional orange chicken, but it came out fine, and I got first place. Um, that's when I kind of like, I was open to this program. It's called uh, Kitchens for Good, mm-hmm. but I didn't take it seriously at first. Um, <laughs> cough, cough. No, yeah, I know that. <laughs> well, no, no. This was way before I even actually entered. Cause oh this my was, god! Yeah, <laughs> and you were still thinking. A year and a half before I entered, they were telling me already, like, "Hey, oh, we god. have this school. It's called Kitchens for Good. You mm-hmm. would be a great." I think this was like class ten, because mm-hmm. mine was class 16, 17, mm-hmm. You know, so I had way, yeah. way. I could have done this. I could have done this You're at twenty, just, yeah, honestly, exactly. which I should have, but. It's okay. You you got there. (laughs) No, I know. But the point is, the reason why I didn't do it the first time is um, after, like, I did the whole, um, basically, like, I got scared because um, being thrown into the school is completely different than just sitting there cooking something real quick and showing it to some judges. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm a very prideful person. Um, I remember um, when I was given the paper for to sign it up and sign in. I literally threw it in the trash. Like, that's the first thing I did. I got it, looked at it, You're read like, it. Thank you very much. And I threw it straight in the trash because no, I was like, I don't think I'm, I'm not fit for school for this. Like, that's a whole different breed. That's like, yeah. and I say that because like, it was having to go there, come back, learn, study. And I don't mind doing that. But my fear was like, what if it hit me like San Marcos? Mm-hmm. What if halfway through this cooking course, it burns me out mm-hmm. and I don't want to do cooking anymore? Like, I, I didn't want to do cooking because it was going to be a crazy big career and I was going to get so focused and I was going to make millions off of it. Honestly, I want to cook and just bring people the simplicity and the happiness of what food brings you. Mm-hmm. Positivity. Food brings people around and it fills the atmosphere with just positivity and happiness. Like To me, food is more than just what's behind the dollar of it. Like I'll give you food for free if I have the ability to. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to become a cook. Because to me, cooking is a very emotional, spiritual thing. Like, you put your love and your in, and your work into something so that when it comes out, it tastes great and people love it. That There's no better satisfaction to me than knowing something that I made that came out of my hands that I put together with these messed up hands, like, brought joy to someone who was sitting there and waiting for their food. Mm-hmm. Simplicity, but still, one of the best feelings ever. Yeah. So, my 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 fear was falling back and losing that and like just like oh this is just another whole study course blah blah blah, blah. i'm never gonna get it mm-hmm. so i stopped and instead i went out for a job project pie that's i just wanted to dive in i was like screw it just dive in there <laughs> so i did and yeah i struggled for like three months because yeah it was hard like i still couldn't I, it was funny because they're like it's two months in you can't get the pizza dough mixture right and i was like well dude like um i'm not gonna lie like I wasn't the smartest, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not the fastest learner, but I'm a very dedicated learner. So I sat there and I tried and I tried and yeah, they had the books and then I'd read the books, but my problem was I would just rush stuff. So instead of getting my stuff in order, getting myself straightened out, I would just get it in there try to keep it doing. Like 
I had no flow, no rhythm. And in cooking, there is a rhythm. Mm -hmm. People say there's not. There's just throwing items in a bowl and mix. No, there's a rhythm. Everything is finesse. Mm -hmm. You either do it right or you're half-assing. And if you half-ass, that plate's going to come out like crap. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who or what will tell you that it's good. It's going to come out like crap. It's Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> no, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> That's funny. So, <clears throat> eventually, after like three years of Project Pie... That's when I went into the school because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like, I feel like I'm ready. I've, I have personally achieved my certain sense of what the culinary industry could bring. I know it's only pizzas or whatever, but the whole point is I'm ready to dive deeper mm -hmm. and figure out what I'm capable of. So I entered. And yeah, I didn't pass my first time around. That was my fault. I didn't take it seriously. But the second time, of course, I had to take it serious because I had people who were in my corner that were telling me that I had the ability to pull it off. Because I even had my, my teachers telling me, like, the only reason you're not making it this first class is because you weren't here. Mm -hmm. He's like, other than that, whenever ever you are here, you are flawless in your executions. You try very hard. And you may not come out on top of the class, but you come out enough to show us that you want to be a cook. So when I took it my second semester, of course, I passed. Not flying colors, but I passed. And I got my license, you know, I got I got my, my certificate, my credentials, and that's when I started, like, looking for other jobs, like, you know, Olive Garden, which is a very good experience, I'm not going to lie. Um, a very family-oriented uh, restaurant. Um, their cuisine, not too tough, not too basic, but in the end, to me, just wasn't what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so I moved to BJ's, which is also, like, an American, like, grill pizza bar-esque it's most like a bar-esque mm -hmm. restaurant um like a sports bar but um of course same same thing um not much uh was it like not much flexibility in terms of their dishes like mostly everything was like pasta and like american dish like you know barbecue ribs things like that like there was it wasn't like fancy i'm not I, i'm not expecting like greek fancy because of mm -hmm. course you have to go to those type of restaurants mm -hmm. but after a while, the menu was kind of, like, boring to me. Mm -hmm. So then I moved to Cheesecake, which, in hindsight, is a little bit like BJ's, now that I say that. And I don't say that just trying to, like, throw any shade or anything. I just mean mm -hmm. that, like, businessly speaking, it's a little similar. But the um, the the atmosphere is completely different. Mm. There, they're willing to help you. You know, my, my uh, general manager, Mark, uh, he is an amazing person. He has helped me. Uh, get into like better situations of turn terms of like housing financially like they've helped me get back up on my feet and so I'm very thankful and that's why I love that job that's why I give my 110% every time I enter those doors mm -hmm. and I walk out it's because they gave me that chance yeah and because of them like I said it's helped me with my personal short-term goals of getting back up on my feet and becoming a better person because like my once amazing and may wherever he may be still because he's still alive thankfully mm -hmm. wherever this chef may be he always told me that there was always room for improvement mm -hmm. no matter what even yeah. if you may even if you made the perfect risotto or the perfect um i don't know flatbread whatever like anything basic <laughs> there's still room for perfection like there's still room for improvement and i live by that i really do like no matter what even if i have a great day i know i can have an even better day or like if um i miss out on a couple of things it's okay I didn't do them today. I'll yeah. just do them tomorrow. I'll work on them even better. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I did want to touch on was the little affirmation cards that I've been putting out. I'm trying to do it every week, but it's kind of hard sometimes to keep up with the social media. Um, but this week's card says peacefulness. 
And it says, I have a peaceful, tranquil, and untroubled heart. This is where I choose to spend my time. I can bring guests, but any person, thought, or event that brings drama or chaos is not invited. My heart is a special property, and I'm going to keep it that way so we can all keep enjoying it and I can get my security deposit back. L O L. But I really liked it because um, I've been doing them like every every week and it really does, you know, kind of give you that like I turn them over and then I kind of, you know, let them speak to me and then I just pick one and I'm like, like tarot okay. cards. Yeah, sort of like that. Um, and then, you know, kind of pick one and then read it and then just kind of, you know, go like think about like what it would mean to me. And I mean, recently, like I've been telling everybody, like working on myself is, you know, loving myself a little bit more. And so I really felt like touched by this one <laughs> because, yeah, it's like I have a peaceful, tranquil and troubled heart. Like that's kind of what I want. You know, sometimes I think it's that quote um, by Charles uh, Kowski. I think it's him that he's like, we don't even ask for happiness, just a little less pain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's also one of my favorite quotes um, because it's true. Like sometimes it's like, it's not that I want to be happy. It's just like, <laughs> please stop throwing BS at me yeah. every single day or every single week. Ew. And then here it says like, you know, bringing in guests, you know, family members, yeah. friends. And how it says, you know, but anything or any thought or an event that brings drama and chaos is not invited. And that's how we should be. Like, we should put that, I don't want to say a, a wall up and keep it up, but it's more of like a wall with a gate. <laughs> you can well, open filter, the gate. Yeah, yeah you know, you open the gate and you're like, hey, hello, welcome. But then if something happens, it's like, okay, you can you know, yeah. walk out now. <laughs> so we have to be a little bit more, because it's not just like, you know family and friends like like we really need to push ourselves to that sometimes it's ourselves you know that yeah. that let ourselves you know either be stepped on or be taken advantage of and so kind of setting those boundaries within yourself and then setting it with other people you should never you know feel guilty or like selfish because you're choosing yourself over somebody else yeah, yeah I, I i do it with you you kids when you guys like ask me for help, it's like, I'm there to help you. I'm always there to help you. But if I can't, you know, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, I can't right now. And there's no reason why I should be like, oh, my God, you helped me last week. But now you can't yeah, help like, me. It's, like, it's, it's an understanding thing. Like, not everybody's Superman, you know. And mm -hmm. I'm at fault for this because I know, like, I don't, I don't like, well, for me, I don't expect people to help me. Um, I'm a very helpful person in and of myself. Mm -hmm. I will help regardless of whether I have it. Or, and if I don't have it, I'll try my best. I think that, I think that's one of my, like, I call it a, not really a toxic trait, but one of like those traits that I want to improve on is knowing when I need, when I should say no, you know? Mm -hmm. Like even if I don't have it, because I'm that person that will try to make it work. Like yeah. if someone needs help, I will try my hardest to help them. Even though for the most part, whenever I ask for help back, I may not get it and mm -hmm. or it's not there the way that like that um how do you say it you gave a hundred and they're giving like 30 40 yeah or you know? or you or you could help them but then when you ask them for help there's always something that has to come of it like yeah they, I don't know like, I don't know if people get on their like their their mighty stepping stone or whatever mm -hmm. but to me it's like 
it's all about being humble. Like, if you ask for help and someone helps you and then they ask you in turn for help, mm -hmm. don't throw it in their face. Don't, oh, well, I'm not, a, like, for example, oh, I'm not a piggy bank or mm -hmm. I'm not, um, I'm not a chauffeur or I'm not, um, I'm not always a shoulder to cry on or like to bunch of problems because I'm, I'm all going through my own, yeah. you know? I understand, you know, as, pe as people, we go through our stuff. We have our struggles. We have our demons. We have whatever. Whatever baggage that we have, we carry. Mm -hmm. But you can't expect the like you can't expect people to help you in your time of need when they have a time of need and you're just gonna sit there and be about it yeah like you're gonna help them but with your set of two cents you're gonna spit your so i feel like it's better to have a filtered gate when even for asking help because you got to make sure that if you're gonna ask for help for people you want to know who it is you're asking help from too because yeah. there are people in this world who are ready to take advantage of someone who's needs help because mm -hmm. it'll supplement their needs mm -hmm. their values you know whether whether it is that person struggling to like let's say they have a lot of money and but they're struggling on how to make their financial ends meet they ask somebody for financial assistance and then that person ends up financially stabbing them in the back mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's gonna happen but but there's it's, times that yeah, it happens. And it's better to avoid that. And so it's better to sit there and, like, just count. Like, yeah, like how the card says, like, you have your guests, your family. Like, it's good to see who you can count on and who you can't. Mm -hmm. And those you can't doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they're bad people. You, they, you just know that they're friends to or, or even acquaintances to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do so much with them. But you also cannot expect so much from them. And so that's much. okay. Because you know what? Like, at the end of the day, like, as long as it doesn't really, like, affect you, mm -hmm. then it is what it is. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, you just got to watch out for yourself first. And then, once, like you said, like, once you see who really is there and who isn't, like, you kind of... You get a picture. Yeah, like, you... It sucks because letting go, you know, can be like, oh, yeah, like, they're, they're my friends or, you know, it's my brother or sister and things like that. You know, we don't know what people are going through, like, family members or friends or even, like, acquaintances. You say, like, close friends or people that you just know for a long time, but you've never really been that close. And you're just like, oh, well, I mean, I've known them for a long time. And, I mean, I've never had to ask for their help. But, I mean, mm -hmm. one day maybe they'll be there, but... In reality, maybe they won't be, you know, yeah. you just it, gotta... I say that because in my, in my short while of getting to know a handful of people this past year and a half, maybe two, mm -hmm. I've had people that I've met longer who I can say, if it really got tough, they probably wouldn't help me. Mm -hmm. And I have friends that I've known fewer months than them that I know if I asked them for something, without a doubt, they, mm -hmm. they'd step in and try to help. Yeah. And I don't see it as a bad thing toward those who I've had as longtime friends because they're still my friends and I know that I can count on them. Mm -hmm. um, but that kind of like blows out a proportion of... Not not blows it out, sorry. But that kind of like puts it on a perspective of like anybody can stab you in the back or yeah. anybody can help you. It doesn't even matter how long you've known them. You mm -hmm. could have known them for 15 years and then they up stabbing you in the back but yeah. this person that you met for two days could give you so many blessings like you know it's it's a weird system but not gonna lie it works yeah no and 
and even setting those boundaries within yourself like you can only extend yourself so much you know and that's something that i've had to learn too because it's like i i help you guys out and i know that you guys see me as that like second mom sometimes you could say even first but right now that mom's kind of like back in our lives like you can you've also been able to reach out to her you oh know? yeah and for me it's like it's easier for me to step back into like okay well remember i'm your big sister not your mom you know what i mean and and so i've been able to talk to you guys and be like hey um mm -hmm. i'm here but like if i can't like i'm sorry i can't you know but of course but you guys have you know gotten older and more mature about it and before i really did feel guilty because of our childhood and because i always try to be there and if i wasn't able to be there like i would feel bad or like i would beat myself up about it but now it's like you know what like like you guys are old enough yeah you know and miguel is making his own choices and you're able to make your own choices so it's like sometimes when you guys are in a pickle like i gotta let you guys be like i can't be there and i've told you this before like i cannot be there every single time you need me because then that's also like not saying that I'm, I mean, I guess the only way would be like if I died, you know, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but I try to be there for you guys as much as I can without having to overextend, extend myself. And recently, like even like to go pick you up, like, remember that time I was like, you know what? I just lay down and I'm like tired and you're like, oh yeah, that's fine. Like I'll, you know, find a way. And then I think you freaking walked home because <laughs> like 50 minutes later you were like, I got home and I had, I had passed out already. But I woke up in the morning and I was like, this child took either 40 minutes to find a ride or walked home. So I was just no, like... No, I walked home and then halfway I got a ride from some guy like... Oh my God. Hey, from man. From another Ted Bundy. It not matter. <laughs> I had a knife in my pocket. so And I'm a kitchen knife. I have kitchen knives in my backpack. So <laughs> one of us was not going to have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> one of us was not going to have a good night. I can assure you that. No, but I mean, it, 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 it's just... Sometimes it sucks because like I do feel like, oh no, my God, course. like... It's one in the morning, two in the morning, and he needs help or he needs a ride. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like I need to because if you can't, like, there's no other way around, you know? It's like okay. Don't worry. Cheesecake Factory has a policy that they're responsible for me two hours after I clock out. So Jesus Christ. Anything happens. I guess because it's downtown. <laughs> no, that's literally their policy everywhere. Like, well, like right. nationwide, all their stores, their other companies. Well, I know, so. but I, I was just joking about downtown. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Downtown. But, I mean, God forbid anything happens, you know, that's yeah. why they want you to, like, they always tell you, you know, like, as soon as you clock out, get home safe have a good night like they always tell you get home get safe get home safe like you know but one of the one of the good things i guess i can say that i am looking forward to about cheesecake is uh coming up on my on my three months which is gonna be in two weeks um i'm gonna have my first famous? assessment so i'm gonna get a raise and hopefully they'll start training me in a new station what do you know right now uh i know appetizers uh, saute and a little bit of pasta. I don't work in the pasta and saute, but I, I have that experience through BJ's and Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. But at at Cheesecake, I'm just uh, the appetizer fry cook. Do they say like 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 if you come and say, oh at BJ's they taught me this and this. Like you have to retrain at Cheesecake. Like or can you show well, them that you can, um, can work well, around it, that? They or? they will regardless. They'll still train you. Like for yeah. like, I'll just say this. I feel like, like it's like a policy, like company policy. Yeah, like, there has because, to be a training. Like for example, um, you can come in and BJ, say I know no, how to cut. BJ's menu <laughs> so is a little bit, if not the same as uh, Cheesecake's appetizer menu. Mm -hmm. Not throwing any clout. I know what kind of happened there. Mm -hmm. I can't want really to talk about it. Mm. But um, 
after explaining that, they still had to retrain me just policy purposes. We'll but, talk about it in fostering growth. But, um, uh, after dark I'm just yeah, kidding. fostering uh, bro seriously <laughs> fostering growth after dark this Stop. needs to be a thing <laughs> like like there's Put a pin on it like there's positive affirmation for this on the daylight you know we always talk and then it's still the same positive affirmation it's just gonna be a little grittier like a little a little more uh life involvement you know what i mean like i don't know that'd be uh, pretty nice a little gritty Anyways. It's like Ninja After Dark. Okay. Oh, God. But, um, so, yeah, um, they, they took, like, two weeks to train me, but it took, like, four days because I knew their, that their, I'm like, I told them, I was like, your menu is kind of, like, the same as theirs, so it wasn't that hard of a switch. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything, though, um, I guess I can say that it was one of the smoothest transitions that I've ever had in the restaurant. Okay. Um, Because I know Olive Garden to BJ's was a little difficult, but that was because when I was in Olive Garden, I was in saute pans and I was doing like uh, the shrimp, the chicken and shrimp carbonaras and shrimp scampies, things like that. Mm -hmm. So becoming a fry cook and BJ's was was a little different because, first of all, I'm not afraid of 400 degree oil, but at the same time, I don't like it splashing onto me, you know? Oh, yeah. Common sense, you know? But that was one of like the smallest barriers was just getting getting used to just being burned because no matter what you're gonna get burned like i look at my hands now at this point and all i see is just wow the desert wars gulf wars too soon, too soon. no man <laughs> it's kidding. it gets bad like when when it gets very busy and you're just in the back just dumping and dumping bro you get numb to this stuff yeah yeah but what the heck um relatively it's one of the yeah it's been one of the smoothest transitions like the cooks there are very friendly, very, um, like, they're willing to put their uh, their pride aside and help you, like, even if they're busy, mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Of course, if they get stocked, you know, they're, they're going to be buttholes and be like, hey, no, nah, you, you figure it out on your own, bro. Like, I got these many tickets. But that staff's been very, very helpful, and I really appreciate them. Um, Alex is coming back manana because I need help. With the organization and rearranging of my room because a lot of things are heavy and I don't go to the gym yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't go to the gym yet, okay? I'm in a financial crisis where I'm trying to balance. this podcast has turned into an apology letter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, it's because it's, it's still on my list. Like, I want to... It, it's not a reason about going to the gym. Like, it's like I, you know, have worked out here and there at home. But with everything that I've been doing here at home of, like, moving things around in, like, my living room... And then right now we need our freaking refrigerator now. <laughs> like, so you know, body, it's just... It's so body been, positivity's been on your list. Yeah. That's good. And I've been, you know, trying my best. Like, I've been, you know, going out for walks with, at least, you know, with Chewy. And sometimes Jordan's here, sometimes he's not. Um, it's weird to say his name in English. It's yeah. weird. Jordan. Yeah. Jordan. But, um... It's, it's, you know, it's some kind of workouts here and there. I mean, I did stop drinking, you know, so much soda. I've been drinking more water. I've been trying to keep up with the smoothies, you know, in the mornings. Um, you know, trying to remember to eat, you know, even if I'm not too hungry. Like, I have That's snacks a big one, and things like that. I, I go to work six days out of the week. And six days out of the week, five times out of those weeks, I have not eaten breakfast. Mm. Or even on my lunch, on my lunch break, I don't get food. Like, it's gotten to the point where I have my managers catch up on me and make sure that I eat. Because they're like, hey, we noticed you come in and you don't eat nothing. Like, yeah. do you even eat at home? And I'll tell them, like, you know, hey, I do. Or honestly, it's been a little bit of a challenge this past week. So don't really have food bills. But like I said, like, 
Cheesecake is very accommodating. That's one of the what's one of the coolest things that I feel like not many restaurants do, but it's good. But we'll we'll just wrap it up here for right now. Thanks everyone for listening, and special thanks to Alex again. You know for being on the podcast and sharing with us all his little culinary. Uh, what is it? Goodiness. Goodiness. Classes. Tidbits. Journey. Something. Whatever. Experience. <laughs> Experience. Um, thank you for having me here. <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure to be on this uh, podcast episode today. Alright. Remember, you can always find us uh, on social media. Our Instagram is fostering.growth.pod and Twitter is at foster underscore growth with two h's and facebook you can search for fostering growth and add us as friends or also on the facebook page with the same name fostering growth um, you can feel free to go and like and follow we would like to hear what your thoughts are about this episode and remember if you'd like to share some of your experiences on the podcast or if you have an idea or a topic for us to talk about um, please feel free to send an email to, to uh, fostering.growth.pod at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to get back onto you ASAP. We're all on different platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And if you could leave us a review, it would be super helpful. And we could even read it on air. So thank you all for the support. And remember, some days it storms and some days it shines. But this is how flowers grow. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.